Santa has to travel to many different places and visit many children of many, many races. You'll learn about these places and the kids from other races on the Christmas travelogue. Santa understands all the different celebrations, the rituals and customs of all the different nations. You'll learn about these nations and the different celebrations on the Christmas travelogue. Mamacita, ¿dónde está Santo Claus? ¿Dónde está Santo Claus? And the toys that he will leave. Mamacita, Your license podcast is Batman the Animated Series Week. We'll be covering four episodes of Batman. And before we get started, I got some words of wisdom for people that if you run Jaws in reverse, you can find out that Jaws the shark is a very giving and kind shark who gives body parts to disabled people. So from that point, let's go on to the show. We got Vicky. Well, Vicky's looking confused. If you run Jaws backwards, <laughs> like, what the fuck? It's a nice. It's it's interesting. Run Jaws backwards and Jaws. I love. Hey, I love your random factoids. That's fine. And he he's a he's a caring and giving shark because he gives body parts back to the people without you know, amputees. If you're running backwards, see, you're definitely running on empty, dear. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, who we got with us today? We got Vicky Ray with us. Hello, Vicky. Hi, guys. Sean Stefan with us. Hello, Sean. Hey, everybody. Joe Randazzo. Hello, Joe. Hey, everyone. And I'm your host, Keishago. Before we get started, let's find out what we've been up to, starting with you, Sean. What have you been up to since last time we spoke to you? Uh, mainly, I've been working, and 
I've been seeing going to the theater, seeing a bunch of movies. The last one I got a chance to see was Godzilla minus one. I saw it earlier this week. I see that. I know you. I know you want to go. Don't tell me you hated it, Sean. Don't say it. I loved it. Absolutely loved it. Thank you, God. I'm just telling you hated it. No, 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 no. It is. I, I, uh, I. As soon as I got home, I uh, mentioned to Joe. I said, I don't think a Godzilla movie has made me cry. That's what like, somebody else said. They and, said bring tissues. I go like, to Toho Productions Godzilla. They go bring tissues. I go. Okay. Well, it, I the thing was, I was talking to my uh, Joe and I. We started watching Monarch. We're only two episodes. I in. love Monarch. It's getting a little slow though. They got to bump get, it up. It's okay. I mean, it's one of those. I things want where, more monsters. My biggest issue with the American monster verse, I guess we'll call it the the, the Godzilla, yeah, the monarch verse, we'll call it that, is <laughs> you don't really care about the humans. The you don't. I mean, uh, no, you want mo- monsters. You want the first more monsters. Movie, the very first Godzilla with with the one with Brian Cranston and all that stuff. I cared about the humans up right. until the point that Brian Cranston left the movie. As soon as he left the movie, <laughs> I stopped caring. I, yeah. I really did. I'm like, I, I don't care anymore. And, and not saying that uh, Elizabeth Olsen and Aaron Taylor Johnson are bad. It's just the kind of the, the heart got ripped out of that movie. And right. then you had Skull Island, which I liked a lot. But it's somebody pointed out it's very nihilistic. And it really is. I mean, like everybody just gets wiped off the map and then we move yeah. on and and then constantly lots of scenes like that shia wing uh wiggum's uh noble sacrifice is just a comedic oh, yeah. beat and, uh, and and you have moments like that throughout i again i like that movie a lot but it's one of those things you can't really get attached to any of the characters and then the third movie i i did not like got uh king of monsters because it was not because of anything in the movie you trophy too dark, literally. I could not see anything on screen. The way that movie is color graded Which and color one? corrected. Uh, King of Monsters. All the, the monster Godzilla. fights. Yeah, okay. all, all of them happen in the dark or in the ocean at night, and you can't. They see. did. There was a lot of ocean shit. Yeah, you're right. I about can't. That. I, I saw it in IMAX, and I couldn't see, tell what the fuck was going on on the big screen. And did I, you so, like the Godzilla versus King Kong? Yes, I did. But they also had fights in the in the daytime, so you could see the action. Yeah, they that fought, was they, cool. That was a badass fought, fight. They fought in China with the neon and everything, and it's yeah. gorgeous. I love it. So that I thought was okay, and it I was didn't a good. Really notice the darkness in King. I I tried rewatching it uh, recently on Blu-ray, and that's when I really I'm, and it was a little bit better. But that's when I noticed I'm like, well, I don't really care care about Millie Bobby Brown, and <laughs> I don't really care about Charles Dance. Uh, I mean, like. I, I like him he, 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 in, as an actor, but I don't really care about his character. And I don't really care because you just want to see the monsters. I and just then, think Monarch needs more monsters already. I mean, I understand you got to set up the series, but where the fuck are all the monsters? Whereas the last with, episode I watched had one ice freezing monster. That was it. Whereas, with, Godzilla. whereas with Godzilla minus one, you have a human story, post-World War II, kamikaze pilot uh, who did not fulfill his duty, maybe due to cowardness, maybe due to whatever, uh, lands on an island for repairs when Godzilla shows up and wipes everything away. He goes home. I can't wait to go see this. I'm so sorry. Oh, you know the best Godzilla movie is the one with Matthew Broderick. (laughs) I hate that one. Don't get me going. Don't get me going. I don't understand why that movie was fucking made, okay? 
money. They it was the guys from Independence Day, and they said we want to make a Godzilla money. And, and Fox it looked said, like and, Godzilla and Fox said, sure. Independence Day. Yeah, he didn't even but, make the Godzilla noise. Arguably. But yeah, it's this whole story. It's it's a very human story about a country trying to rebuild, people after trying to live on their after the war, and just trying to move on with their lives when Godzilla shows up. And unlike you know, the, like the old one, but better. Uh, it, it better. I I it yeah. the thing I will say. Godzilla is not there to battle other monsters. He's not like this weird rebel he anti just woke up and he's pissed. He is a grumpy bastard who breathes. He looks so cool. And he's that is it. Like, pictures from the cinema. And I'm going, oh my God. Every time every time he opens his mouth to do his atomic breath, there are singe marks on his face because it is so powerful. It no hurts shit. him to do this. There's little oh, details like that that I love. But yeah, basically, it's a very human story. You care about these characters. And when Godzilla shows up to start fucking up the place, you are wanting these humans to live. You are rooting for them to get. You don't want to see the, uh, them get wiped out. When the Godzilla theme plays, it is so earned. You love every. I cannot stress how much I love this movie. It, I've it, never it, seen Rotten Tomatoes give 100% to anything. Both sides. Yeah, everybody is kind of like, no, we, this is awesome. And I mean, it's that, kicking out of the box office. It's kicking and the Oppenheimer's last, ass now. It's kicking everybody's well, ass. Well, I mean, here. that's the other thing. The reason why is it only costs $15 million to make. The fact that this that's movie only cheap. costs $15 million to make. I understand the studio system in Japan and, and Hollywood is completely different. But the fact that this movie costs $15 million to make and something like the Marvels allegedly 250, yeah. Ant oh, Man, Man 200, all this stuff, uh, over 200. It's I've an been watching the an absolute embarrassment about the Marvels lately. Boy, people are pissed about that last one. I haven't seen I, it, so I, don't I, I haven't. I my I haven't seen it yet. Other than I know what happens in it. I don't really I'm care. It's one of those it. things where I'm going to watch it when it comes on Disney Plus. Yeah. I may end up liking it. I may not. I, my my you opinion know, a lot on of it is shit not People trouble. say they don't my, like. I still. Don't. <laughs> My issue is the fact that you're spending this much on something like that. Over that. 200 million for Ant-Man and the Wasp. That is what was uh, puked up on screen. That's an embarrassment, an absolute embarrassment compared to the 15 million that they dropped on this gem of a movie. And honestly, come uh, best did the, born um, film did season, the subtitling it should bother win. you? I like no, not at all. I, 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 I grew up. I grew up watching movies with closed captioning on. Just yeah. so I, I, I reading on while watching is nothing to me. But yeah, other than Indeed, that, that is my totally. glowing recommendation. Go see Godzilla minus Every, one. Recently, I've not heard one person that's disappointed. It not just got extended in America to a lot more theaters. The theater theatrical run, I think, it opened one more week. So if you get yeah. a chance, go see it. They're gonna stream it, huh? <laughs> uh, probably somewhere, but yeah, I, I know that. They're I know it's at least bucks on it. Freaking every the, the, the uh, what do you call it? IMAX Dallas packed every yeah. night. I didn't even bother trying to get tickets. Cool beans. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And what about yourself, Joe? What have you been up to? Um, well, uh, got sick last week, had an infection, and couldn't really uh, do much. Damn. So I've been uh, I've been home most of the time. Um, watched a lot of movies. Uh, other than that, not yeah. Like I said, <laughs> was sick and kind of out of commission for a couple days. A lot of RSV and flu down here right now. Well, um, that time so, of year. Yeah. Merry Christmas. Thank you, yeah. Thank you for reminding me to take my vitamin D. 
so yeah i mean uh that yeah so i haven't really been doing much um the uh the first episode of the last drive-in that i worked on um and i i think i'm credited it's next week it's coming out next week it's the christmas special it's joe bob's creepy christmas and we get Um, to brag on you and make sure we yeah, I'm, I'm, first I'm episode. Make sure this. everybody sees Joe's name. You ain't gonna see anything else of mine, but yeah, it'll be. It'll <laughs> oh, at least have my I'm, I'm happy for you. I think this is so cool. I'm just so happy for you. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm glad to have it because it's uh, it's super jealous. Yeah, super it's an awesome jealous. dude. You earned it. You earned <laughs> it's an this. awesome gig. So yeah, that's that's really it. Like I haven't, I've been out of it. I haven't been able to do much of anything. I, I would have seen there. Godzilla minus one, but I, you know, like I said, I was. Uh... I'll go again if you want to go on Monday. Yeah, I'm down. I'll, I'll yeah, go absolutely. see it. Cool. I, I got people that are already going back. <laughs> what are you been up to, Vix? Not a lot, really. We've just been trying to get stuff fixed around the house. Everything kind of breaks at once. You know how that works. I've got a plumbing issue going on right now that I'm pretending isn't happening. And uh, not much, I didn't really watch too much. I did. Um, I finally got a chance to watch Call, call uh, Sound of Freedom. Oh, my God. Talk about tissues. But uh, it was an excellent movie. I hope it gets the seriousness it deserves. Um, what else did I watch? I have, oh, yeah. I watched Anna and the Apocalypse and Violet Night. I'm doing all the Christmas usual. I'm trying to find more, like, somebody told me, what was it, uh, Die Hard is not a Christmas movie. Well, we watch it every year here because we do think it's uh, a Christmas It's a Christmas movie. It takes place during Christmas. And what is that? Was it's at a Christmas party. It's a Christmas movie. It's yeah. a Christmas movie. You got to see Nakatomi Plaza every year. A Run DMC's Christmas song in it. What honor do you want? Christmas, Christmas and Hollis. I love is it. Is it? Was that that Run DMC in that? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Very beginning. Playing it in the car. That's back like this is the, Christmas in the eighties when they when those pop stars used to do those um the Christmas, Christmas things. Albums. Yeah, that Christmas. Is that when Mariah Carey did that thing that everybody? Uh, Mariah Carey. Uh, she, her music's that. only for she makes. She only does music for herself. She didn't do for charity. <laughs> she's. I saw her in an interview the other day. Go. She's a real good sport for getting beat up for that Christmas song all the time. She well, knows it. To be honest, though, do you know do you know that song brings her something like fifty million a year? I wouldn't doubt it. It's so used. I mean, so, you see I mean, it all over the years. I mean, you gotta like, build yeah. that shoe closet. Beat, yeah, beat me up for it. I don't mind. I'm, I'm I got my paycheck. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. No, what am I wouldn't mind. We haven't been doing too much though. And Just you also so. have to re- and you also have to remember that she also wrote it as well. So every time someone covers it, she's making money. Yeah. She never gave up the rights. No. Why would she give it the right? What is how many years has it been? Was it thirty years? And it yeah, it's talking about the nineties. Yeah, the thing is, ninety-seven, ninety-eight. Bigger hit now well, than it was when it came out. Yeah, you know at least it's at least twenty-five years. I want to say at least. Yeah, and the first time it hit number one was three years ago, and it's been hitting number one every year after that. So has it, it been took, three uh, years ago? Yeah, I thought it hit number one like years ago because that song. No, it didn't hit number one at the time, but now it hits number one like every single year somewhere at number one. They keep re-releasing it every Christmas, and if it's not her version, then there's a country western version, or there's a rap version, or there's something. So I was gonna say, isn't there like a holiday tradition of people hijacking the number one song, and just so it's not Mariah Carey? I think Rage yeah. Against the Machine did it. I would like to say for 2023, run DMC's Christmas and Hollis. Let's get it to number one. 
Man, no, we're just gonna have to start pushing it out there. Hey, if hey, if Die Hard's a Christmas movie, we should all be singing Christmas time in Hollis. Now Die people Hard. will argue with you that Die Hard is not a Christmas movie. Die people Die can Die argue incorrectly and be wrong. Is a Christmas movie. You're That's right. Die Hard Two is a Christmas movie uh -oh, too. Uh, did I lose everybody? Uh, yeah. There was uh, one more that what they said isn't a Christmas movie, but it is, and I cannot remember ooh. it now. It's one of those weird movies like Die Hard. Well, all you need to do is put four simple little letters on the comment page, go twat, and just send <laughs> and move forward. <laughs> Not much. What have you been doing, hon? Me? Uh, well, I saw a really good horror Christmas movie that I really enjoyed um, with Justin Long called It's a Wonderful Knife. I've which saw is that. A moment. I, I watched that a long that time ago. I've heard it's you great. told me it was good. The yeah, premise is amazing. Yeah, it sounds good. And my new favorite movie of the year is Bo is Afraid by um, Ali Aster. I, I heard it up. a lot I of good stuff about it. that. Did you guys see it? I haven't seen it yet. Uh, I, I, am, I haven't seen it yet, no. I am in awe of that movie. I don't know why. <laughs> yeah, like, Somebody loved it, too. <sighs> I don't even know what it's about, but I heard good things about it's, it. I, I can't I don't I can't really say what it's about. You have to kind of watch it and experience it. it he moves from like, like set piece to set piece to set piece to set piece and it's just like one steady character. Yeah. Kind of, that's I, what uh, I've heard. Tones in it. She's brilliant. Oh, okay. Um, the Who's in it? Patty LaBelle. Um, um, oh gosh, I haven't walk seen it. Walking Phoenix, Nathan Lane. I mean, everyone is so brilliant, but I mean, it's I've, I've seen it's the clip with Nathan Lane when he wakes up in bed. I've seen that. And that, that's about any. all I've seen is the trailer and just that one clip. And I was very intrigued. And then I heard complete mixed things from everyone I know who has seen it. Some people love this. it. Some people hate it. So I heard I they loved that, it. That's all I heard. I've picked it up. I've yet to watch it. I don't have the time to sit down. It's like a three hour movie, right? Oh, movie, but it but it just flowed. Okay. I was I was quite shocked because it just flowed. I, just, I go okay. I'll watch this. I know it's three hours. I know that it didn't do well, but I'm an Ari Aster fan. I love his short yeah. films. I mean, anyone who can sit there and write a short film about a, three hours a, for an Aster a, film, a son who um, sexually molests his father, or the Muchausen short film that he did, which is no dialogue whatsoever. It's about a mother who. Oh, wow, he did do that, didn't he? Yeah, and then you look at Hereditary, which is a long film. Midsummer is a long film, so I don't know yeah. why people are shocked that he made a long film. I, no, I it just that just because this one is so all over the place and it's three hours long that you can't. That I think that's the one two of that. That that's yeah. what's jarring. But the about thing it. is, is that the storyline flows. But they say it's all over the place, but the storyline flows very laterally. Okay, yeah. you know, you start you start up when he wakes up in the morning, and it ends. At the end, he's on a, a journey. It's like a road movie, so it doesn't. It, it's not jumping back and forth. Every once in a while, he'll have like a memory of something in the. It's in the a back. Christmas movie. No, not both. <laughs> dead. I thought that's where we were going. <laughs> Is it a Christmas no. movie? Um, I think I think it's. I think if you're a cinephile, I think it's. I think it's a very important film, personally. Okay. So, I'll check it I'm out. Back. I'll definitely check it out. Yeah, I've heard good things and about I it. I realized that Criterion movie. has their sale on, so. Um, they look like they knocked 20 quid off freaks on Blu-ray, so. Really? Yeah, Ooh. over here they have anyway, so. so I, might I think our, our sale was uh, last month for us, so. What's that? Criterion? The Criterion, yeah. yeah. It, it was, uh, it was. I want to say November for us. 
That's mm. that's two of my favorite, probably actually my two favorite Todd Browning movies. I haven't seen The Mystic. I love Freaks. Third, I just third, love that movie. Freaks is fantastic. Oh, it's great. The Unknown is probably my favorite of his films. It's my favorite Lon Chaney. I don't Chaney. know if I saw that one. What is it? What's it about? The Unknown is uh, uh, Lon Chaney is uh, an escaped convict <clears throat> who has a deformity on his uh, on his hand where he has like a double thumb on one of his hands. So he, he hides was into out the body horror, wasn't he? Well, uh, so he hides out in a sideshow as a uh, an armless knife thrower. He uses his feet to throw knives. No, I've heard of this. I haven't he seen it. He falls in love with a seventeen year old at the time. Joan Crawford was seventeen when she. Oh, I did. I just watched that. I, I didn't even believe it was Joan Crawford. What is she like? Sixteen years old. She's seventeen. When, it's when wicked old. I just did just yeah. watch that a few months ago. Yeah, that's that's on the Criterion Blu-ray too. But yeah, he falls in love with her, <clears throat> and he realizes that he can't really be intimate with her because she'll learn his secret. So he goes yeah. and has his arm surgically removed. Removed, yes. Oh my god, I remember that movie now. <laughs> he comes, so he comes back, and she, yeah, you know, she, she has like some weird, some weird thing where she doesn't like to be touched by anybody. Like yeah. she doesn't like men's arms around her. You don't so like he men feels, touching her. Oh, this is perfect. So yeah, when he comes back after having the surgery, she fell in love with the circus strongman. <laughs> so, oh, <Yeah>. fuck. <laughs> that I was heard. a weird ass movie. That was before the um, they did hey. the uh, what do you call the it? Code. Yeah, the that was before before they even had sound. Yeah. Um, so yeah, oh, that, that's that right. This was a silent movie, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, and Cheney, Cheney, when uh, you know the scene where he realizes. That he had he had his arms removed for no reason. When you look at his face in that scene, that is some amazing acting. That was that was good. Now that I think, it's not a single word, not a single sound. Just it's all in his face, and it's fantastic. That's on that uh, the same Criterion set with Freaks. So yeah, Um, I haven't seen the third movie on it, The Mystic. So I I don't know much about that one, but. Freaks and the Unknown are worth picking up. I thought for for weird for whatever weird reason the Unknown was called something else when I watched it. I I'm just hoping that when I finally get a copy that the the sounds cleared up on Freaks because I heard it is. I haven't that, watched it yet, but I've heard the one I saw because there's a I lot of um, there's a lot of Oops. times of talking and you can't quite make it out because it's coming. Can we just get bumped off. No. No. Oh, okay, my all. camera froze. Your camera yeah. froze. So, but other than that, um, I watched the Netflix series Obliviated, Obliviated, which I really liked. I didn't um, see with that Thomas one. Howell with his member flapping in the breeze. Once you kept told me about that last week. I forgot to friggin' look it up. I gotta check it out just it's to good. see Thomas Howell's whatever. And, and then the season of Sweet Home, the Japanese Asian uh, monster thriller, out now for the second what season. Sweet Home. Never heard. I haven't heard of that one either. It's, it's actually really good. So, so that's off. And then well, I got a few things to look at. And then watching um, the Squid Game, the competition thing, which is quite funny because I like it when it they is. That I is like funny. It when they they got been shot and they look like they're trying to die, which is quite funny. I don't know quite what to think of that series. Brittany just turned me on to it a week ago, and I'm just still going, uh. Well, it, I mean, it, it's uh, interesting from a game show point of view about how people just. I mean, it's a big. I mean, what is it? Five point eight million or something is the yeah. prize. So you know, people, people fuck each other over for that amount of money. I mean, people fuck each other over for a tenner. So yeah. <laughs> so 
It's it's, yeah. it's 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 quite a testament to human behavior. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, I enjoy it. I mean, it's it's simple, simple viewing. It's it interesting. Down. It is. I just want the second season of Squid Games to come out. I'm waiting for that. The yeah. real Squid Game. That's going to be January during the dip. So yeah. yeah. Well, this brings us to Batman the Anime Series, and our first episode will be covering two episodes, which is the Demon's Quest, Part 1 and Part 2. When Robin is mysteriously abducted from his college campus, Batman begins a fruitless search until he's astounded by the sudden appearance in the Batcave of Ra al Ghul. Roz quickly reveals that his daughter, Talia, has been abducted under circumstances similar to Robin's, suggesting that the same persons are responsible. So begins an uneasy truce between the Batman and the Demon. After learning the secret of Rawal Ghoul's immortality, Batman and Robin escape from a death trap and follow the only clue they have to stop Rawl's plans, the world Orpheus. After discovering the Orpheus is Ra's private satellite that will orbit over the Sahara, the duel travel to Demon's desert stronghold. There, Batman learns that the satellite is actually a weapon which will explosively destroy all the Lazarus pits simultaneously throughout the world, changing the ecosystem and returning Earth to its original natural state. When Robin is mysteriously abducted from his colleague's camp... Oh, okay. Sorry, reread that. So, <laughs> Sean, what are your thoughts about the Demon's Quest? <laughs> uh, I like the Demon's Quest. It's, um, I... I don't know if this is true or not, but it kind of feels through watching it. Christopher Nolan, at some point, watched this episode because there is a lot of Batman Begins and The Dark Knight Returns, or okay. Dark Knight Rises in it. Well, it is, if you think about it, the whole plot of Batman Begins is really kind of year one and a lot of this episode kind of mixed, mashed together. You have Batman, uh, you have Ra's al Ghul, he's dying. In, in rather than take another dump and the uh, dunk in the Lazarus pit, he wants to pass the torch over to the heir apparent, which he wants to be Bruce Wayne. It's it's very similar to what happened in Batman Begins. I'm glad you so explained that because I missed that part. If I, I mean, look away from these two episodes for a second, <laughs> I was lost. That's the thing. I mean, like you uh, you watch this uh, this episode. I'm like, God, there is a lot of beats from Batman Begins and a lot of the same things of no, you are my successor. He's constantly setting him up to be in the situation where, you know, uh, why does he, he want Bruce yeah. Wayne now? It's because you, you need uh, someone guess, with money, really. You need someone well. with the money. You need someone with the influence. You need someone with the power and moral compass. Moral compass someone to see the vision through and he's and at the same time what is bruce a guy who dresses up in a bat suit and kicks the shit yeah. out of criminals in the middle of the night clearly he's a little off so all these criminal <laughs> all guess. these criminals that's the reason why i think why all these criminals say you know you're not so different you and i you see yeah we're just we're piece of the same pod you, you, and then bam is like no we couldn't be further from it it's on the surface. You are a criminal uh, in in Gotham, or you're a criminal around the world. You hear about this guy kicking the shit out of people while dressed as a bat. 
regardless of it and beating up all the underworld well clearly this is a guy who's trying to rule with an iron fist he's taking out all of his competition that's the way right. you, can, you can interpret it as so if you're someone with that much influence and power a Raz al ghul uh who has the determination to destroy the world and rebuild it in your own image sacrificing billions of lives you need somebody who might be that determined to clean up the filth of this world because he feels, oh, this world has been overrun with filth and decay, and 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 you know, and we need to restore it to its original beauty. That's very. Yeah, I mean, that's the reason why he wants Bruce is because Bruce I has the determination. Be I, I think he'd be better off marrying Poison Ivy. That would be, uh, yeah. They were similar. That, that she she has all the same, you know, yeah, the, the same thing about same saving, that basically man is. Man is Earth's worst worst enemy. Yeah, which a lot of ways we are. Yeah, I I mean, I think think to an nth degree, but there was one. There was one point. There there was one point in the first episode. I turned to Joe. I'm like, you know, Roz is right. (laughs) It's like Mm -hmm. it's the whole Thanos was right thing. You're like, God, he's a horrible genocidal madman. But his point of view, the way he presents it, you can't argue with him. (laughs) If we, yeah. <laughs> it's I the same thing. It's about the Russell Gold. You're like, ah, fuck. <laughs> these two episodes were the best looking episodes of this yes. series so far. They the were... way they were painted and art on um, yes. and filmed. The whole cold, the whole cold open, oh. which I don't know if this was the first cold open we've had on the show. But and I like uh, that Helen Slater I, I love showed up. Rain and every, oh, oh yeah, Helen Slater did show up. Mm. And. That's good to see him. And even, even when, like he's describing his plan, and this is like, and then it showed like the state, the city, and the, you know, and his pencil drawings, and everything about it was very beautiful. And the colors, I mean, even you know, even Ronald Gould's um, Hunchman with his you know hot pink tights. <laughs> How about Batman with Ooh-hoo. just his mask on and his big buff physique. <laughs> that last that last shot of them making out in the sunset, it felt like it was just ripped right off of a romance novel, like a it, Fabio. Uh, yeah, like Titanic. I, I, with the way her hair was flowing, it kind of flew behind the back of his mask. It kind of yeah, looked like like Fabio wearing a mask. It was it seemed <laughs> like he liked her. Oh mm-hmm. no, that's well going. I mean, not the kind of he has. He has he's only a dude, you know. But well, he has they, a child, he ends up having a child with her. Damian Wayne is the offspring of Talia. I did not know and, that. And Bruce Wayne, yes. Yeah. I did not know he had a kid. I'm something to look forward to. That's, also, that, that's when yes, Batman the, Beyond. I mean, that's his son as well, isn't it? Uh, Terry. McGinnis? Oh, that's right. Because there's yeah. another series, isn't there? I believe. I forget if no. Uh, I forget no because Terry McGinnis's parents are also killed and that's why he takes him in but it's uh, been forever since i so i forget if maybe there's any biological relation i could be mistaken but i know i mean with damian wayne there absolutely is he it's the offspring of talia and yeah and which they're well, finally well, they've would, explored in animation they're finally exploring in live action with uh, james gunn what i what i wonder is if the uh because now you you set up that raise al ghul knows who Batman is knows where the Batcave is. Wonder if that's going to come into play at all in uh, future episodes. There's yeah. There's kind of there's always a respect with certain villains who know the identity. Uh, I've the noticed DC that. Uh, the Flash, Flash, Code um, of Honor. Yeah. The Flash is the Rogues. Yeah. 
Terry McGinnis is um, he is the biological son of Bruce Wayne, though he's oh, yes. created to a convert genetic engineering by Project Condemnus. However, neither knew of the relationship at first, which finally grows during the series. Okay. So he's from a vat. <laughs> from a test tube. He's a test tube baby. Came out of a tube in a lab. Yeah. Tube in a lab. But uh, I mean, I also like there was, you know, the Ra Ghoul hand coming up at the end. There, I mean, there had a lot of, it reminded me of EC comic horror as well. Yes. The way of the way it's drawn. And Does he come back at all, or is that just yeah. to keep oh, it yeah. going? Raz, for lack of a better world, he's mortal but immortal. As long as a Lazarus pit exists, Raz Al Ghul He can is come mad. back. Yes. Okay. That, that's the thing. He'll come back more mad and more uh, and more it's insane off. each time. Yeah. But, yeah. Because um, that's what happens to um, the second Robin, Tim Drake. Because doesn't he get put in the Lazarus pit, and that drives him when, when yeah, after uh, the uh, in one of the stories, I forget. I think it was under the Red Hood, the animated movie. They uh, right. they they basically alluded it to Raish pushed the Joker to do this, but he once he realized that he pushed him too far and he didn't realize, oh shit, I let the dog off his leash and he killed Robin. He felt horrible, horrible guilt about really? it. Really? So he tried to revive Jason Todd and created the menace that was the Red Hood who was hell-bent on revenge. And uh, yeah, that's that's more because the Lazarus pit. So Robin comes back, yeah. bat shit from the Lazarus pit. Not, not, not the Robin that you're. Seeing not the Robin we are seeing now. Right. The, the, Jason the middle Todd. Robin, Jason Todd. Right. Yes. Okay. And um, they Jason they do Todd always yeah. the story in the TV series Titans. They do cover that, but yeah. it's Scarecrow that does it instead. It's Scarecrow. I still have okay. to start watching that. Well, yeah, and, the, and the Titans one, but I'm not sure if it's the animated series because there are some differences that they made. Is that the Titans on Hulu? It's on, uh, wait, what? Is it, is it, it HBO on Max? in this country? But it was on. It's Max and ours. Yeah, it's Max. Okay. Yeah, I still yes. call it HBO, but it's same, HBO. I don't. Same people who do um, Doom Patrol as well, which is very good. <laughs> so, which kind of runs in the same universe. But I thought that I mean I thought the story was really tight as well. I mean I think I can't. There's nothing in this I can fault at all. There's no boring moments. Robin's not annoying. No. no. <laughs> you know, they got they got Robin growing up, which you know we are coming to the end of this right animation style here. Which when you see this one, and you know how this animation style is going to change, especially in Jan January, you'll start seeing all things evolve. Yeah, you know? uh, I don't know I I have to say I don't know if it evolves for the better as far as the look goes. I'm not saying oh, as far as so you didn't like you didn't like the animation of this one? I didn't like the I don't like I like the animation in this one. I didn't like the animation. But you don't like the what they do in the future. Yeah. It's you could tell the uh, the oh, money okay. and them cutting back and also the uh What do you mean cut switch. back? Uh they skimp on a few corners and also the style. Oh, okay. Yeah. I wonder why. And even even the even, and all the characters are like made out of triangles. <laughs> <laughs> They're all very pointy. Everything's really pointy. I mean, Robin. Really? Both pointy because uh, we got a new Robin. We get. Well, I Mike. thought everything in this is kind of blockish, so we're yeah, going it's to blockish. So they kind of got they kind of gone in the other direction, and, and it's almost like everyone's been squeezed as everyone's lost loses a lot of weight. I wonder something. why they did that. That sounds weird. I haven't seen them yet. I think so. it's cost cutting. Cost. I imagine. I think this series costs a lot of money. It does cost a lot of money, and but eventually it was successful they did... at this point, though. 
Well, it originally started on Fox and then it switched over to WB. Right. And Fox I Kids. think once yeah. it switched over to from Fox Kids to WB, you could see the decline in the budget uh, on oh, screen. Oh, wow. And no I, kidding. I, yeah. They had the, and that happened to a lot of things. Like um, Buffy had the same thing when they. Yeah, from, that I noticed. Uh, to another. To, well, they, were, they went to WB as well, didn't it, Buffy? CW? Yeah. No way. Did they go to... It was WB, then it became CW, but yes. Yeah, okay. So when it went WB to CW, then it got cheaper, so... UPN, UPN, UPN and WB is the CW mashed together. Okay, because that, that's... Or CW always... is, is both of those mashed together. Thank you rather. for clarifying. That yeah. drives me nuts because, that's like, they say Warner, and then they say the CW, and I go, well, which one is it? Or it's Fox. It's like... <laughs> well, Superna Supernatural had the same problem as well when they switched. CW. That was CW. Yeah, but yeah. they 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 switched networks at one point as well. So when you oh, have that, you have that couple years. You have that couple years where you can sit there and you can see that they're like reusing sets over and over and over again, yeah. and barely and very you know very rarely redressing those sets. <laughs> so it's like okay, <laughs> you know it's a, um when Supernatural did it. You know when they were in that um that under that bunker that they lived in. Yes, okay. that's what it changed over because that way they could just use the bunker over and over and Is over. That why they did that? <laughs> I didn't yeah. know that. I was just like, "What is this fuckery?" Okay. Well, it's a bit like um Buffy. You can tell when Buffy did it because when Buffy's going to college and then they kill her mother off, so that puts Buffy back at that's home. Right. That's that right. That way they that way they can just keep everything at home. Well, that's a stupid way to do it. Well, I mean, the thing is, is that's what happens when your budget's being cut. You got to do something. So. You got to kill off your parents. I know your TV parents are going to be killed. Well, <laughs> okay. I think, I think, that, I, I think, with, I mean, to be honest, they earned, they earned them an Emmy because I mean, they that's did? I didn't know that. That's a fantastic episode when you see her mom die. I mean, it's one of the best episodes you want to see on television. Really, I have seen that. But, that um, but at the same time, it you know it was. You know, luckily, if it, it works, luckily, if you got a good writing team behind you who are able to. Well, they have good actors, too. To that. Yeah. So I want to say but, that happened on 90210, too. Like the parents, they were written off the show, but it was done in a way like, hey, we're just going to leave you our house in Beverly Hills. We're yeah. going to retire in the mountains. <laughs> like, what Here's the, all this money. You're only seven. We're back to Minnesota. <laughs> it, seems, it, it seems like you guys know what you're doing. So here, here you go. But yeah, that it was. I vaguely remember it was either like a letter left on the kitchen counter or a voicemail. I think I know. What, I know. I think I know what you're talking about. It's, it, it's been nearly yeah. 30 years, but I vaguely remember something like that happening. But yeah, it's things like that when people were just written off the show, and you could tell, and they started just filming things in certain the same sets. It's it's been going on forever, but and funnily <laughs> enough, those Walsh kids never really had a party or never really had sex in the no! house. At that we, point, they were all in college. They all had careers. Tori <laughs> Tori Spelling still trying to have sex with the um, high schooler. <laughs> <laughs> who for some reason no. the big, I don't know why oh I used to watch that show religiously and I'll never forget the season finale one of the whole things was building up was her losing her virginity I'm like this is so fucking creepy this is your oh father oh my god does that look like the yeah, season finale was about the, whole, the, season, the season long arc for her was her losing her virginity to to uh, the, uh, Megan Fox's baby daddy David uh, Austin Green was it Brian yeah. Austin Green yeah, who's a high schooler? Who's a high schooler? She's and the whole time. It's just like, no, I'm finally ready. That's the whole season arc is whether Ooh. or not she'll be ready for to lose her virginity. Oh like, God, just give her a six pack. She'll trick. be ready. Jesus. <laughs> but but it, it, 
the, th- the thing that used to creep me out about those commercials because even back then, I knew her father, Aaron Spelling, was the creator of the show, and I'm like, yeah, that's the whole thing. Yeah. Well, that's how she got the job because if you look at Aaron Spelling's other show, which was a daytime show called Sunset Beach, I remember had, that show. And they and they yeah. had um Tori Spelling's brother in it. And the thing is, if you look at the um, fan, because I mean, internet was just starting around that time, so pe- right. there was a lot of message boards stuff going about on. About ninety four, ninety five. You know? I don't know. What, I think his name was Sean on the series, but everyone would call him Spawn for like the Spawn of Spelling. Great. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, over here, it's like um, Sunset Beach used to be like this thing that we would watch on the weekends here because they would put the whole week on the week. And we we had Sunset Beach parties over here because it was so ridiculous. I mean, we just get high and get drunk. And actually, speaking of Aaron Spelling, speaking of Aaron Spelling, good Christmas, uh, good Christmas horror movie. Home for the Holidays, Sally Field and Jessica Walter in a made-for-TV proto-slasher from the early 70s. If you're looking for... Really? Home for the Holidays, Sally Field? I think it's on YouTube. I think the full movie's on YouTube. It was a made-for-TV movie in the 70s, so... Is it any good, you say? Yeah, I, I like it. Uh, so 70s, yeah, killer, 70s killer, killer TV. From what I remember. I'm not going anywhere till I see Godzilla this weekend now after talking to Sean. <laughs> is that, is that the... Those kind of films are out there, like the initiation of Sarah and. Uh... I love yeah, that movie. And are Aaron you afraid Spelling of the dark? The seventies made a lot of cool made-for-TV horror. Yeah. Don't be the afraid one... of the dark. Was that TV? Yeah, the, I don't think... with King Darby from True Grit. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't think that was Aaron Spelling though, but yeah, that that that's that's another great made-for-TV horror. I have it on you DVD. The one with Kate Jackson and about the the schoolgirls. Dating uh... school for girls. Yeah, that's that's balling. That's spelling. Um, I, I spelling they, they have a lot of similar cast members and a lot of spelling stuff. He kind of I, I watched it recently on DVD for the first time, and I'd never seen it. And the fucking DVD menu has uh, what's his name? Um, God, the the villain in the movie, and I I I know his uh, Roy Thins. It has him in the like in everything. Like it just the the, the menu of the movie spoils the twist at the end. I'm like, well. Now I know. <laughs> I remember watching that going, okay, they, they're not this stupid. I put it on and I'm like, okay, so the mystery is who's killing the girls, but I just saw on the menu who it is. So well, at least it's not yeah. Peter Cushing's face. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, yeah, that, that, that news story. I saw that this morning. Jesus. I was like, that is such a thin lawsuit. You had you have the rights to I use them digitally for a TV movie in 1994. But it's Cushion's family that's helping suing it as well, though. So that's I think I that's what being sued. The no, they're being sued. What? Yeah, they're they're a lot. They're being sued. I, I, that's the way I read the it. The family's being oh, sued. Oh, because over over here, the over here, the story is that Peter Cushion's family is suing um, Lucas Enterprises for using Peter Cushion's because they didn't pay the rights on that. Oh, uh, well, see. The- there's, Where did they use his face again? Well, I know Disney, Star well Disney has Disney's argument to this lawsuit that this guy is filing is we used our footage from Star Wars, which is a, f- a film we own. So oh. I, I've been operating under the impression that the family got paid for that. If they no, did not the get paid, paid over here this on the is news, the skeeziest fucking thing I've heard all day. Oh my god, that that would piss me. I, I they better but have I been think- paid. Jesus but it's, it's going to be interesting because this is going to lead presidents to other things like, 
using Gene Kelly after he died in ads and Marilyn Monroe. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, wow, this does in a war movie. Jimmy Stewart now is uh, his voice. His, uh, there's an AI version of Jimmy Stewart being used in uh, uh, for uh, for a sleep app called Calm. I saw that. So yeah, they. Instagram. I mean, they also, you know, they got Jimmy Stewart's it, family. They got his estate to to right. sign off on it. So, I think that's yeah. fine if the estate signs off on that's it. That's where if I'm Disney, at. If the estate signs off, Disney, if Disney has not signed off the rights to the Cushing family, and they find out that they didn't, I think that's a lot of cheat considering how many schools they closed down for them. For schools putting Mickey Mouse up on their wall. Yeah, you know. Then it, yeah, you that, should know that's... about the whole image thing. So, because they, they, oh, that would get real. That's going to get really hairy. The way re- the way I originally read this lawsuit, and I hope this is what it was, is this this entertainment company that owns the rights to a TV movie contract that uh, said, Tygon, Tygon, that that if uh, if he because he filmed it in poor health, that he could be recreated uh, digitally to finish the project, and because oh, they okay. used they what purpose movie? repurposed. It was some TV movie that never got made. I, I forget the title of it. It's, it's probably in the a Brit, article. Probably a British one. Yeah, right. but Nobody but knows it, about it. it was in nineteen. It was in nineteen ninety three. I want to say. So uh, this was around the time of the Crow. So the idea of repurposing someone after they're dead and 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 do, finishing a project digitally. Maybe he signed off on that. Uh-huh. But but it, then fast forward to today. Their suit. This company is now suing apparently Disney and the family for the royalties that they got from oh. based, yeah, on, based on Rogue One. Because when the, is money enough for these people? It's just yeah. pure greed. I mean, it's well, just if, it, if, it, if it's the company that's suing Disney, then I think no, because I'm obviously they were able to use Cushion's image for that one movie. Well, if it never got made. If the, if it's a family suing Disney, then I kind of go for the family. So I think it depends yeah. on yeah. who's who actually lost. Yeah, it's pretty formidable to go up against. I, I was just half asleep when I read the when I read the uh, the article, but it sounded to me like like Tygon is suing Disney, Lucasfilm, and the estate of Peter Cushing because uh, they had uh, the, they had the digital recreation rights based on they this had, or, uh, they had existing the right content. First, to do it first, based just, on this existing yeah, contract. Can't, can't even but in 1993, like the technology. I mean, granted, the technology existed because I think you might have already had that Tales from the Crypt episode where they, uh, when they brought back uh, Bogart. Yeah, yeah, where they where they used the image of Humphrey Bogart, but it's not like it was good. You no, know? Well, I think that, also, I well, that came out post. That came out post. Pulp, Stocking, or, uh, looked exactly like Bogart to begin with. He was right. even built as a man with Bogart's face and all his the movies. Bogart the Bogart episode came out after Forrest Gump because they were both directed by Zemeckis and they were both using kind of oh yeah because he's holding the Oscar because he's holding the Oscar because is that's, that that's, digitized or is that a, a body double it, it was a digital thing well the, a digital I, thing you only saw his face when he looked in a mirror or something like that it is getting yeah. it is Way getting off. better. That they're can I mean these processes are getting better. I mean, I mean, look at fucking Harrison Ford in the last. We Indiana. just watched. Yeah. yeah, I was gonna say we just watched Indy in certain they didn't lighting. Didn't even need him for that movie. When they held the flashlight on his face, uh, it was easier to digest. When he was just in straight lighting, you, the uncanny yeah. valley took over, and you could tell. But I mean, they so they kept on shining lights in his face, or he's swinging with a lantern in the background. When he was the fifty-year-old uh, Indy, when he was having that argument with Toby Jones, it looked okay. Right. But that they they only took like fifteen years off. They probably just put some tracking dots on his face and smoothed out the wrinkles, 
I mean, I have to yeah. say that they do kind of a piss take of that. Uh, if you saw Saturday Night Live last weekend with Emma Stone, no, I got to check it out. Yeah, I haven't seen and, it. Um, I mean, it's it's very hit and miss. But um, there is one thing where Emma, um, they lost footage of Emma Stone, so they so they got the the black comedian coming in and they graph Emma Stone to her face <laughs> digitally <laughs> to recreate some of the scenes that they lost. Yeah, man, they just digitize everything. No one will notice. That it's, not, it's not good. It's funny, but it's not. I mean, it's just like really tacky and really bad. And like, so the, it didn't look good. But the funny thing about it is, like, if the actor moved his face too fast, it's like it, the image wouldn't catch up to his face in time. Oh, man. Uh, but Vicky, uh, this talk about Humphrey Bogart made me maybe realize there's another another weird one to recommend to you: the French sex murders. The guy, the guy who plays the Humphrey Bogart character in that Tales from the Crypt episode, in the seventies and eighties, on the posters, he was billed as, uh, you know, Robert Saki, the man with Bogart's face. And in this, he kind of plays like a Philip Marlowe type who's investigating a bunch of prostitutes being murdered by, uh, by this uh, killer in uh, in Paris. It's uh, again, I think the whole thing's on YouTube. Okay. Well, um, you haven't turned me wrong yet. You haven't done it wrong yet. <laughs> Every time you suggest something to me, it turns out really fucking I know, good. I know so. you, have, you you have you have a, a a love similar to mine for like the, these really fucking weird offbeat movies, and that's one of them too. <laughs> I thought about that. We were just Joe Crawford. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we were when we were just discussing uh, uh, Robert Saki and the, the the Tales from the Crypt episode where they. They digitally imposed Bogart's face over him. The guy looked like Bogart to begin with, so I don't know how impressive the so effect. So basically, was. this lawsuit. Before we go any further off into a tangent, is this going to cause problems for everybody? Is it going to be something that opens a can of worms? Well, it'll have a knockdown effect eventually, I imagine. I mean, eventually, if anything, some money will be thrown, or it'll be thrown out of court. It's really it's going to two hundred thousand. That's pocket change to Disney. I was going to oh, say. Is that what they want? It, they just want two hundred. They want two hundred. They're asking for an amount that's easily. Uh, <laughs> that so they're they just trying to prove a point. Fuck you, basically. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. Maybe that's what they figure. Is it we Disney can get, or the family? We can probably know? squeeze this much out of it, uh, based on their, our contract and the wording of our contract and the and the phrasing of it. We could probably squeeze this much out of them to get it to go. I away. think the biggest revelation for me to this was that Tygon is apparently still around because I didn't know they were still making <laughs> movies. Maybe this is how they're around. Only they name only. I think they're only around in name only. So yeah. I realized they, somebody anything. realized they own the like brand. A dummy company for somebody contract. else? Yeah. No, they wouldn't be a dummy company, but it'd be someone that's basically whoever owned it to begin with probably still owns the rights to the name. It's yeah. probably just that. Where, where no one, I mean, they haven't produced anything for since decades. Season. 80s, 90s. I haven't seen. So I, I don't think even in the nineties. I think the the seventies, maybe early eighties. I've not even seen them listed on Google. <laughs> That's bad. Yeah. Well, we yeah, probably, they haven't been around. They probably don't have time. a website because I mean they went out of business before the web was even online. So, but. I guess this brings us to our next episode, which is Fire from Olympus. Believing himself to be the reincarnation of the Greek god Zeus, 
Mad Shipping Magnet, Maxi Zeus, hijacks an experimental electron cannon, mounting the weapon upon his penthouse, which kind of looks like a Greek building. Maxi plans to rain lightning bolts down on the wicked mortals of Gotham City. So, Vix, what are your thoughts of Fire from Olympus? I got a kick out of this one. I don't know why. I, I really like Greek mythology, for one, so it kind of caught my eye anyway. But I just I felt bad for his his what what's what was his wife's name girlfriend's name it was Maxie, Maxie? was it Maxie no no that's that's what she kept calling him Maxie what's Maxie wrong? yeah Maxie was Zeus but I I didn't understand I guess I missed something why did he go crazy and think that he's a god and live on Mount Olympus up in his in his Trump style apartment. <laughs> I think I it just was trying to what happened to this man. She, I know what happens to him in the end. She says but, you know, initially in the beginning, she says a line like, You have not been caught yet in your illegal shipping. Excuse I'm me. like, but uh, I did the one thing that not, caught me. You have not been caught yet bad. in your legal yeah, you have not been caught in your let your yet in your illegal shipping deals. So you've let it gone to your go to your head Just and head. you think and you think you really are Zeus. That's all I got out of it. And maybe there's more to it. Maybe he got a well, bonk on the, the end, head. Though, the, part, <laughs> the part I like the best, though, is when he's going in through Arkham Asylum oh. at the end. And he's yes, giving, you know, Joe and I were dying. We were dying at that. Giving Hades or Persephone or giving, you know, whatever, to, to all of the other villains in Arkham. And I just, I just love that part oh of the God. whole thing. I mean, I love this, the end. But I love, so I love the crazy. I love the lightning. It was a fun episode. I love it. This is the kind of shit I like. Batman goes right, flies right up to him, and he's just like, okay. Are you a god? There's no mystery. There's no nothing like that. He immediately just flies right up to him and says, okay, what's going on? Hello, my brother. Drink from my chalice. <laughs> it's just so fun. Yeah, he thinks and, Batman is Hades, which is so crazy. Oh my god! You've come from the dark, my brother. Oh god! I, everything about it was just so goofy and stupid. I and know, I but it was it. fun. That was I one of the funniest so episodes. The funny thing about it, though, I just think that if you're going to be Zeus and you're going to commit crimes, you yes. probably don't want to be in the only skyscraper that looks like a Greek building. <laughs> <laughs> well, all these villains in this universe, for whatever reason, like the like for the police to know who they are. Yeah, they I know, they put away. And they and they hide in the most right. obvious spots too. The abandoned joke factory or the abandoned comedy club. Or yeah. The, or the abandoned riddle shop. Well, I mean he's up there throwing lightning bolts <laughs> at people. I mean, you're gonna attract a little attention, don't you think? He's lightning ray. Oh god. He's lightning, whatever that was. <laughs> but he had to have that. He was obsessed with it. James Gunn and David Zaslav, if you're listening, we need a movie about this Zeus character. Then I'll listen. Maxi Zeus. I need a Maxi Zeus origin story. Come on, James. I would love to see this guy. (laughs) Text Lloyd be like, hey, Lloyd, can you text James Gunn and tell him this? James, (laughs) James, you're a genius writer. If anyone could do Maxi Zeus's origin story, put it on Max. (laughs) Give us a six episode series. You got this. This is so, God, this is the kind of trash I like. This is just it's oh, so fun. amazing. It's just fun. <laughs> I mean, there's nothing to really take away from it other than it was a great episode. It was fun. Uh, you know, I mean, yeah. Batman, Batman trying to deal with his crazy ass was even more yeah, fun. Batman is the straight man in this world. 
I mean, especially yeah, that's it. This is just like I'm I'm surrounded by Greek gods. What the what the hell? Here? <laughs> it's ah, uh, it's fantastic. And yeah, yeah you're like, right. Like, the, the last scene is just one of the funniest. There are times Sean and I. There are times Sean and I are both like, I'm just in the mood for some trashy, schlocky garbage. Yes. And this oh, is yes. if this was a movie, five. It stars. would be trashy and schlocky. <laughs> we watched a Scanner Cop two. Earlier this oh, week. Oh yeah, yeah. Because uh, we needed a trashy. What garbage movie was night. it? Scanner Cop Two. I've never uh, heard of it. It's a uh, much like Return of the Living Dead is kind of an offshoot of Night of the Living right. Dead. This what is, is it called? A, Scanner what? Scanner Cop Two. This is kind oh, of like an offshoot of the Scanners franchise, in which right. uh, Scanners there are there's this one detective who has scanner powers. Like uh, blow uh, up uh, the head scanners. Yes. yes. Okay. And he has psychic abilities, and he fights with his psychic powers. It is uh, of the ninety-minute runtime. It is about seventy minutes of actors making weird faces because they have to because <laughs> they, ha they have to psychically. Uh, what is that? What was the guy's name that we that we Patrick love? Kilpatrick. I love Patrick. He's Patrick, Patrick Kilpatrick. Kilpatrick. <laughs> Patrick Kilpatrick. This guy. He's he's moving up the ranks. His turns to my favorite character oh, actors. Yes. I love this guy. Same here. Like he's oh moving my God. up the ranks. We we saw him as that uh the that Nazi the Nazi um school instructor in substitute four. Yeah, yeah. And then we the, saw the him fascist drill, else that yeah. was another trashy movie, and I'm like, oh my god, I really love him. He's in guy. under he's one of the goons in Under Siege 2. Uh that he's, he's like, oh, everywhere. Casey, Casey Ryback. Oh shit, I know Casey Ryback. He, he's one of those types. Uh, but he's I see him in a lot of stuff. He's just making the weirdest faces because you're, it's, it's you're like a psychic. A, like, isn't it like a movie full of people who look like they're constipated and haven't had a yes. movement in a while? Yes, yeah. that's, the that's the whole movie because yeah. it's you're, you're you're psychic, so you're using the force. Yeah. And how do you indicate you're using the force? It's just like each other. Uh, pushing your fingers out, going uh, and just grunting and squeaking and making weird faces. And it's, that sound, that constant like warping sound. Yeah, and the sound that makes us here. Here's how you indicate that you're using scanner powers. We're going to change the scores. Like, so the and warping so the, scanner sound. Oh my god, it's just that for 70 of the 90 minutes is just people making weird constipated faces while a weird sound plays in the background. And it's so stupid and glorious. Highly recommend Sc Scanners Cop 2. If you need good garbage, it's on YouTube. This is about what late 80s? Early 90s, I'd say. Yeah. It's around the same time, like a wolf cop and all those other ones came out around that time, didn't they? Wolf cop. Wolf that's cop. 100%. Yeah. <laughs> never seen wolf, yeah. wolf cop is good as well. I like wolf, wolf cop. cop. If you guys haven't seen wolf cop, you need to put that on your list for the I've weekend. seen wolf cop. I thought it, I thought that one was more of a uh like in the last 10 years though. Oh, was uh, yeah, it? Yeah, it's older. Oh, yeah, I, I thought, thought it was 90s. I mean, I saw older, I thought it like uh, I thought it around the time back. this is around the time of Maniac Cop and I love uh, Maniac Cop. And the later I ones. And this was that was that one with the Guy, he's like the doll size doll man. Doll man. Oh, uh, yes. There's doll man. Yeah. There's doll man. There's puppet master with the little dolls and all that stuff. Transfers. Yeah, yeah. Transfers. Well, transfers is the same guy. It was uh Tim Thomerson. Tim Thomerson. Oh yeah. Yeah. Transfers. I remember all but, those. Times. But this captures that cheesiness of all of of those types of movies because it's just so absurd. And you have this guy who thinks he's a Greek god starts talking down to every and everyone else has to just act like yeah, all right, whatever, Maxi. Uh, I mean Zeus. Uh, yeah, yeah, and, just go, and going <laughs> along with it. And 
it's just all right. We have this crazy boss. I love how, I love how they don't give a shit with like, hey, they don't Batman's give a shit hey, with the know. boss. They don't care. Like, oh, right, okay. I, you know what? He thinks he's Zeus. We've dealt with weird as shit today. It's it's not that big a deal. He's well, talking he's to a bat. Gotham City. Everybody's fucking Gotham. Everybody's City, nuts. Aren't they? Yeah. So I uh, mean, everybody's God. on some kind of mushroom acid trip, and they think that there's something that they're not. I mean, come on. And everybody looks like Jessica Rabbit. I swear yeah. to yeah, God. Yeah, you, you were saying that the other day. I just watched it. Like, why are all the everybody all the ladies like aren't bad? They're just drawn that there. way. Yeah. yeah, I was born that way. Yeah. <laughs> And there's no, but there's no fat, there's no fat women there, are there? No, there's no ugly bronze fat man at all. Comedic relief, because I'm pretty sure we've seen a couple of fat women, but I think they were just there. The Joker has used some, has made some cheap fat jokes. I want to say, yes, he has. Well, I mean, if if you do see an overweight woman, they tend to be like extremely little, looking like looking like Anne Ramsey and playing some kind of gangster. And. Uh yeah, <laughs> name Edna. My name is Edna. Edna. Yeah, but uh, this game, this episode made me want to revisit the game Arkham City because while flying around, Arkham you see, City. well, you you see, uh, Maxi Zeus's um uh hotel casino yeah. type thing while flying around. I kind of want to just go it and just observe because um. But what about it, the it, it took a lot from the animated series? in this episode. The you know, laser, the giant laser, tied to it. He's gonna blow her away on his his rod yeah, or whatever. You call it. That's a bit rough. <laughs> Jeez, it was just so weird. But I mean, it's just he he had no semblance of self at all at that point. He doesn't. No, he, know he, who he, he is. So but he, he did. He came to for like thirty seconds or for like five for like seconds. ten seconds. Yeah. Well, you and know what? I give him credit for at least he had the body of a Zeus. He did. he did. He looked like a Zeus. He, he looked did. like a Zeus. So, you know, he didn't like, you know, he wasn't some weedy guy who got up like, I'm Zeus. And so he was like, don't totally disenfranchised <laughs> even further. <laughs> so I'm somebody. <laughs> oh, and he had the lightning bolt. We'll be talking about a weenie guy, a criminal, a criminal mastermind in a minute. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that guy. <laughs> Well, let's say let's move on to read my lips. These <laughs> are baffled by a series of crimes executed with clockwork-like precision. Batman investigates and discovers that he the crimes are planned by a mob boss known as Scarface. He traces Scarface to his lair, a deserted mannequin warehouse, and discovers to his astonishment that the crimes are is a wooden dummy manipulated by a mild-mannered man named the Ventriloquist Mortals of Gotham City. So, Joe, what are your thoughts of Read My Lips? Well, um, I recently rewatched uh, Magic, Richard Attenborough's Magic, with Anthony Hopkins as, uh, you know, in kind of a dual role as a ventriloquist and the dummy Fats, uh, Corky and Fats. That's uh, that's the names. This is basically a, a, I feel like a play on that because you have this kind of right unassuming kind of you know nebbishy guy who has this alternate persona that he brings out through uh through the ventriloquist dummy and the thing that amazes me is you got these giant goons who are that are talking to the dummy well uh, yeah well that and they're cowering in fear like if if there was like some supernatural aspect to the dummy then i totally get it that's what i was thinking 
Is this, has he got like some ghost in him or something for a minute? And then I realized it's a guy. It's just a guy holding a dummy with that. And every time he got close. The real dummies for his henchmen. They were Well, yeah. Every time the every time the uh, the dummy got close, every time Scarface got close to the the little legs dangling, I lost it. I could not <laughs> take that. Everybody's holding him out. The little legs dangling. What about the dead? What about the dead? What is, what is oh the dummy's God. in the middle of this giant ass bed with nothing else on it. Like, well, oh see, come on! My so basically, thing. this guy has some kind of disassociation. Yeah, he's uh, DID yeah. and. Uh, and uh, he's and got multiple, multiple personality disorder as well, apparently. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, the only, it, the only problem with this is, is that this character is going to start popping up a lot more frequently soon in the new yes. series. I kind of figured yes. I kind of got I that I like feeling. Scarface. Well, that was the thing. Uh, watching it with Joe, he was kind of curious at first. He, he just heard the voice. He didn't know. I, I I mean, I knew growing up and I've known from the games. I know I know what Scarface is. So seeing his face as he realized it was a ventriloquist dummy the whole time. That was that was a brilliant, brilliant. It, like this, it, looked, it did. It, it, he was just grinning from ear to ear. It's just, oh, my God. I didn't know Joe Piscopo amazing. was Muggsy in this. Yeah. He's uncredited. Uh, well, that's well, you know, this has this has. He probably. Just I mean, we're, we're actually going to be covering this in our anthology, but this reminds me a little bit of Dead of Night in a way. Of what? Dead of uh, Night. Yeah, there's. Yeah. The so? with Michael Redgrave in it. Or I the seen it. or or magic with Anthony Hopkins. It's got some shades of that going into. Do you think this. that those are little nods from those particular? Absolutely, absolutely, one hundred percent. There were nods to es- magic. Yeah, especially yeah. especially the magic. There's a lot. I kind I kind of wish they would have had somebody look like Burgess Meredith, uh, yeah. just just as like a, another nod. I didn't catch that. You guys are definitely. Well, yeah, um, there was kind of. I mean, he kind of looked like Burgess Meredith from Twilight Zone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> I can see that. There was time now. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Yeah. If the gla- time enough to last. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, with the glasses and stuff. Yeah, that was with the, 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 I love that Twilight. Maybe, maybe that. Maybe they decided to go that way because if they use Burgess Meredith regularly, it's going to look too much like sixties Batman. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So make it look too much like Mickey. I think was Burgess still alive at this point? He might have been. He I was because he because the he was doing the grumpier old men movies. That's right. Later. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. that's like right. He was alive. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Sexually yeah. harassing his co-star throughout all the bloopers. Yeah, oh my god, that was hysterical. Don't <laughs> get you going. I love those bunch of bloopers and takeouts. Uh, I can show that. you my cantaloni. You know, I know, oh my god. god. As a so kid, funny. I didn't realize that Mickey was the penguin. Mickey from the Rocky uh, movies was the penguin. I was I had no idea. Oh, you didn't I know Burgess Meredith was the penguin? Well, I knew he was the penguin, but I didn't I, I yeah, I was a little kid. I think what uh, are we doing uh are we doing Oh that's right, you, we got a few years on y'all. I keep forgetting. We're doing what? Are we doing Torture Garden uh, this year for the anthologies or no? Yeah, yeah, we are. So we'll see. We'll see Burgess as uh, as the yeah. devil. This is. This oh, is that's be... right. I mean, that's one of my right. favorite one of my favorite Burgess Meredith movies is Fair Play with Goldie Hawn and Chevy Chase. I love that movie. Seen that one. Yeah, I love I've Chevy Chase Goldie Hawn movies. I think they're hysterical. They did a good job together. I mean, Chevy Chase is a total cunt, but I mean, he's good. Enough. Oh yeah. <laughs> That sounds like it sounds like everyone who's ever worked with them. Yeah, I was gonna say that yeah. sounds fairly. We were watching Christmas Vacation yesterday. Still funny as hell. All these years later, I don't care. 
Oh no, I love love Christmas. Yeah, Christmas. Is, I, I, I wouldn't want to. I wouldn't want to work with him. That's I right. don't know. I didn't know. Is he difficult to work with? I've never. Let's look at the vacation films is in the general. Pope Catholic? <laughs> is he awful or something to work uh, with? Well, I've well, heard first. He got into fights with Bill Murray when he came back to SNL. No, so he's, really? He's, his, the stories of him being notoriously prickly, I'll, I'll say, have been consistent for nearly 40 years. Um, oh, shit. I never heard reason, any of that. Um, yeah. He's the reason Carl Reiner quit uh, Memoirs of an Invisible Man. And John Carpenter dis- kind of disavows it from his really? collection. Yeah. Yeah. Carl Reiner quit because of Chevy. John Carpenter was hired to direct the movie. And after after that movie, John Carpenter said he's never making another major studio no movie. No shit. Again. I'm going to have yeah. to look this stuff up. And he never, well, he did, he fulfilled the contract, but yeah. And he did, well, and afterwards. But look at, the, but look yeah. at the vacation movies. Every time he did vacation movies, he's got a different family. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Except for Beverly yeah, D'Angelo. He's well, the only one that can do Beverly She's one of the only. Here's here's something about Chevy, just to put it in perspective. If you he got roasted, he was one of the first televised Friar Club roasts on uh, Comedy Central. It didn't set well with him or something. It never sat well with him because only two friends showed up. One was Beverly D'Angelo, and I forget who the other one was, but only two people he actually knew wanted to show up. And and we're like everyone else was just comedians who made an who just made a name out of cutting him down and they were just ripping on him the most scathing way possible when he gave came up oh, to give his shit. rebuttal he just said it. and uh, that hurt and he walked wow. off stage because quite frankly it wasn't a roast it was a burn it was a, he was torched by hollywood by everyone around him and only beverly d'angelo and I didn't one know other person anything about this. he How cared about well, showing another thing is that they, i think I would say maybe it was lorraine newman i think that was it that was the only oh, yeah, lorraine, lorraine newman, newman did probably get along one. with them those are the only two that showed up. Those are the yeah. only oh, two I, was I think that say. showed up. Yeah. I so mean, that, I mean all... that show is right there. I'm like nobody liked the guy. We watched another Chevy Chase Christmas movie last year. One of those Hallmark movies that he was in. Oh yeah, yeah. It was. And he had, pro- and he had problems on that one, from I remember. That was problematic. Yeah. Yeah. It was probably. It feels, like it. it feels like it. I watched a like couple of Hallmark movie. movies the other day. Go Sam Sam Irwin. Directed. It's just like, oh, Sam did that. Uh, which uh, which one did you? Cool. Which one did you watch? I was, I was gonna watch Christmas Made to Order soon. I, I I don't remember which one it was. There was like five of them, and sometimes I put on stuff to, just for background noise because if I don't, Scott will have the news on, and I will. Yeah, shout out to Sam. Oh, no, he I makes get a when lot I of these. He's so, a he's a friend friend of the podcast, I and I I think he does a good job, and I think it was made to order. I was going fixing to watch. I have not watched it yet, but I know that's one of his later ones that he's done. I yeah, believe. he just made that one like last year, I think. I'm gonna I was yeah, gonna watch it. Yeah, I remember he Christmas mentioned time. it when we interviewed him two years ago. I couldn't remember which one he said it was, but he does a good job. They're really quite good. I really enjoy uh, them. He, he's uh, a solid. Yeah, he's a solid journeyman director. You know, he knows his yeah, stuff. He does. He does good work. He does good work. No, uh, he's got the. Uh, you know the. Not he's he didn't win the Oscar, but it, he's got the attitude for it too. He loves to work. He loves his craft. And oh, he just he, he just loves film. Like yeah, anytime I see his posts it. on social media, he's always praising some. You know, oh, some I know. Movies, I love. You know? He's got the happiest posts on Instagram and Facebook I've seen. He's just always praising somebody. So I, so and I he's always working. So yeah, I would hate to see him and the cock two working together. What's that? <laughs> I think they know each other. Yeah, I can imagine they probably would. The cocktail. The cocktail. Uh, like, um, well, they're not. They're. Well, they're 
They're very gay, but they're not sexual. They're just like these. It's always these guys with their like running around in their. I've I've seen uh, red letter red letter media talked about a couple of his movies on one of their uh, shows, and I forget which one it was, but it was pretty much Bigfoot versus DB Cooper was the one they covered. Bigfoot Bigfoot versus DB Cooper. I was intrigued by the title. But the movie is maybe about <laughs> 75 minutes <laughs> of men showing up at a house as the camera films them, each of them for maybe about seven minutes each, going upstairs to a bedroom, taking off their shirts and yeah. then doing something and then move on to a next guy. And then and it does that consistently for about maybe 40 to 50 minutes. And then they go to find Bigfoot or D.B. Cooper or something like that. And then you get like a two minute fight scene at the end. So I, I don't know. Oh, you, you missed the best part. I did. Yes, because I did. Quigley yeah, and Eric Roberts names on the box. And they're both. Linnea Quigley is the voiceover of like some woman on a, on a plane. The flight attendant. No, oh, she's hey, the flight attendant it. who handed uh, uh DB, who was handed D.B. Cooper's note. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Just her hands. No and it's not just her hands. Hand, some other woman's hands and Linnea's yeah. voice. How funny! <laughs> but yeah, if uh, David Dakota though he he did make some really good movies though, like, like you know, schlocky but good. Uh, yeah, Sorority yeah. Babes like and Slimeball Bolorama. Sorority Babes and Slimeball Bolorama, which I love unequivocally, love that movie. Um, and he made the best Puppet Master movie, Puppet Master Three, the the one where they're in Nazi Germany. Oh, that is I the best one. I love that Puppet Master. That is the best one. Yeah, David Dakota is a he's you know, a really a he's ten. a talented director. Those were vile, evil little shits, weren't they? And that they're <laughs> awful. And their their master was even worse. But those are but just good, those are just good clean fun. I don't know anybody hates Puppet. I mean, Dakota. I I think I think the thing with Dakota is he you know he wants to keep working and what what does he have to his what does he have at his disposal his mansion in vancouver so he shoots a lot of movies in his his mansion in vancouver and some of the movies are kind of schlocky like a talking cat cat i was gonna say he did a talking cat you have to say it like that based on the x uh the punctuation uh but i think he did a talking cat uh it's um you guys need to watch strays on what is it what channel oh yeah i want to see strays i think it's like like homeward bound but for adults (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he is I've um, bad in all the right ways yeah. but I, I think he really i mean i i think he does have a really good fan base though he does he, he definitely does, does. Oh, yeah. he has a very strong fan base and a very uh, gay fan base as well they're Probably. very supportive <laughs> i have to say i mean, I, I, imagine, I mean i i think that now that netflix is i mean now i'm i imagine now that gay is really out of the closet now and that you see a yeah, lot you see a lot more on netflix and stuff like this with man oh, yeah. on action and stuff like this and a lot of male genitalia running around so i'm not sure how i don't know if that's affected his work a lot but at the time he was kind of like you know i imagine he you know that's that's the cleanest gay fun you probably could have at that time <laughs> i mean he was uh, making for a while softcore gay movies yeah. you know that's yeah. basically what a lot of his movies yeah. were well he it's well He's kind of split three ways because he does those, you know, because he has his own company, Rapid Heart, where he puts out all these like softcore, you know, softcore gay movies, a lot right. of made for TV movies. Like when you see like The Wrong Neighbor, The Wrong Housewife, a lot of, those, a lot of those and stuff like Dakota. that. Yeah. And uh, then he's got his his horror movies, which is the the, the third leg of what he's, uh, you know, what he's been working on. He, mm-hmm. And that's that's been his bread and butter for years, too, because you'll see his name pop up. 
you know, like some random full moon movie will, will pop up and it'll be, oh, right. directed by David Dakota. Oh, okay, cool. And I, you know, I'm, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping to get him on the show next year anyway and during our WTF season. I just, I just wish, like, I kind of agree with Keith though. I wish Blumhouse would just leave shit. <laughs> he, he, um, yeah. I, I, for every Megan, for every Megan, there's 15 Exorcist believers, and that's kind of yeah. the problem with that. I, I, I like some of the stuff they put out. I like their low budget model. I think that that's a that's a recipe for success uh, Keith, in a lot of things. But Keith suggested one to me a while back that I watched his Halloween season called The Body, which was really oh, cool. Body, it's about body, a hitman, a hitman who kills somebody on Halloween, and he starts dragging the body, and people start. Oh, yeah. people think it's a costume. It's actually pretty good. That's good. That does sound good, yeah. Why is he dragging the body? Why isn't he just dump it somewhere? Oh, uh, his car won't bre- start or something? Oh, that's yeah. good. <laughs> I think he's dragging it to his car and his car won't start or something. Yeah. And there's these, oh, okay. that and there's these people who walk up to him and think that he's, See, a, he's a guy in costume as a hitman dragging a body. That seems like a good twenty minutes short. Yeah, I don't know. Does, like does it? Does it have? It's pretty solid. Even it's like it's only like eighty-five minutes, so it's not. It holds your, hold your attention all the way through because the guy who's dragging the body is being pestered by these people and he just... And he, it's he, inconvenient he's being stuck with his body. It's a big now that he's killed this guy, right? What's that? Well, just, it's inconvenient now he's got a body. He can't get rid of it. So yeah, he's yeah. trying to get rid of it and all these people are out on party. Oh, wow, where'd you get your... No, he's got to take somewhere. He's got to take the body to the guy who hired him, I think. Yeah, uh, that, that was probably a specific body. request or something. Oh, okay, gotcha. And, and it's uh, what's the 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 kid from uh, Ash versus Evil Dead, the younger guy from Ash versus Evil Dead, is like a is like this uh this weird like outsider artist who's um uh he he's doing this Halloween party and he's the one who discovers that it's a real body, so now he's trying to escape and <laughs> try to kill him. So some of the stuff is solid. Yeah, uh, it's a good film. I mean, it, it's quite a solid film, I think. So. Admire anybody that can put a film together. I know I couldn't do it, so I admire. It's those uh, it's do. made for Hulu, so if anybody out there uh, wants to see it, it's called The Body. It's on I'll Hulu. Check it out. Came out in like 2018. It's on Vudu or Hulu. Hulu, Hulu. It's on Hulu. Hulu's Hulu. merging, and also Hulu is starting to merge with Disney Plus. So if you have Disney Plus, oh man, please don't, please don't. No, uh, by, no more. I think All my gonna... shit is fucked up. Disney Hulu Plus Disney. is now is now rolling out a beta with Hulu. Ah, uh, and wow, don't tell me that. No, no, but that's what we have in this country. So. Yeah, you have Star. It's basically it's just replacing Star in, or it's it's our version of Star. In, I don't have country. stars. Is it Star? No, the, it's it's Star in the UK. It's it's basically what they've and in. So what is it here? Hulu. It's Hulu here. Yeah, it's basically Hulu. Okay. It's Star, star is basically where they put a lot of their R-rated Fox obtained content and FX FX shows and stuff like that. Well, I guess we should tell, let's discuss what our favorite episode is. Cause I don't, there's not really a bad episode, but I think this is honestly going to be tough because between you have, Three great stories, and Maxie Zeus is such a fascinating they character. Really got their, they really got their rhythm going on by now. You know? To be fair, you have one great story and two that are total schlock, but yes. fun. 
Yes, but they there's so much fun <laughs> like that they the kind of they elevate. The them. That's the thing. I mean, ugh, it is tough. So starting with you, Sean, what, who what was your favorite? Ah. <laughs> um, starting with me, I guess I'm weighing them all out in my head right now. I think probably my favorite would be Demon's Quest. Just from an overall, in terms of importance, in terms of everything, my favorite character will be something completely different. But in terms of like the best episode, it would definitely be Demon's Quest. Um, it, it tells a very solid story that is a core and very important to Batman's um, overall story. Uh, you see his relationship bloom with Talia by the end of it. Uh, yeah, they, he was kissing her. I've never seen him actually like kiss anybody. Uh, it, it's the first one with the cold open, I think. Uh, so in terms of importance, I think in doing something different, uh, I, 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 I'd I, have to say Demon's Quest. However, with a big carrot, I did not have as much fun watching it. Not saying it was bad, but not as much fun as I did with Maxi Zeus. And, and, and the Mount Olympus one, I thought that one was the most fun episode. So yeah, yeah. overall, Demon's Quest. But a nice little honorable mention to uh the olympus uh our mount olympus one uh, the olympus one what about yourself Vix? i loved all of them but i really like the two schlocky ones the best even though i love demon's quest but i like the fun ones i like this i like scarface and i like the crazy zeus thing that zeus one was just too much goddamn fun it was just a lot it was just not hard to watch i actually watched it twice because i liked it so so, I mean, that was a def- I think there isn't a bad episode in this block at all, but if I there had really to choose, isn't. that would be it. And yourself, Joe? Again, I like all the episodes, uh, but it's just kind of coming between the, you know, the, 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 the series, the, the tonally more serious uh, Demon's Quest, or God, the two schlocky ones, though. I mean, <sighs> I think. And yeah, don't crucify me for this. I think that they do the schlocky stuff better than they do the serious stuff. Yeah. Uh, So I liked, oh, God, this is a toss up. This is a toss up between Scarface and Maxi Zeus. Uh, Really, I I think in the end, I think I'm going to go with Scarface. Maybe, man, this may be colored by the fact that I just recently. Watch magic. Uh, watched magic. Yeah. So I kind of was like looking out for a lot of uh, a lot of references to that. Um. So maybe that's that's more where I my, love where it my when they put is. those little nods to things. I love that. Yeah, I loved all four of these episodes. I want to see. Man. I want to see more of Scarface just so we can see what what more we'll get from him. And, yeah. What know, what Keith said. Yeah. Unfortunately, we see more of Scarface. I'm like, yes. You're gonna see I, a I'll lot more of him. <laughs> yeah. In a, re- in, a re- in a redrawn incantation, but I think um, I think this year alone, I think there's like five or six episodes we have with Scarface in it. Then. Oh fuck yeah! Season. I'm in. <laughs> well, we're almost out of the season, aren't we? Scarecrow. Yeah, we got two more episodes yes. of the season. Two more, yeah. It can't be as dumb and repetitive as dumb and repetitive as Scarecrow and his stupid fucking gas. So it's no. every single episode is gas. I like the Scarecrow with all the gas. I thought that was fun. I love I the like Scarecrow, but his plan is always the same. It's yeah, yeah it's I'm, very I'm one note. Him. I'm gonna he's gas very, the same. He's very one-dimensional. Yes, yeah, I'm gonna release the gas. It's gonna make everybody afraid. To be fair, every, every Spider-Man like villain is a bank Zeus? robber. So yeah, What's yeah. That? They, all got, they all got their gimmicks, but they're all bank robbers. At the end of the day, yeah. Yeah. 
the, these little one-offs where you get like these wild little characters that are just like ridiculous. Like just <laughs> another one, J- James Gunn. Give me a Scarface movie. Give me a Scarface movie. I think we should all write Lloyd and tell him to write James. All right, James. James, here's my pitch. Remember Otto and George? Now put it with Scarface, and they get a pistol. <laughs> You and make sure you thank R-rated us thing. for giving the idea publicly. <laughs> <laughs> I think, and I think, I think, I think Scarface should be the voice of Al Pacino. <laughs> oh, oh my yes. god! Yes. Oh my god! That'd be great. <laughs> oh, yes. Al Pacino doing the voice of Big Boy Caprice through a mannequin's mouth. That held by a, Adam Driver. Had, held by Adam. Oh, oh my god! Oh no! Okay, yes. Poor we Adam got Driver. We've got something here. That? Somebody oh, was fucking with Adam Driver because he looks funny. Whoever that guy was interviewing. It was Chris him. Wallace. It was Chris Wallace who said Chris it. Chris Wallace, what a Wallace. fucking loser. Anyway. Oh, that. But, you know, oh, my God. Matt, you're not traditionally handsome. What if you thought you look more like Robert Redford? Oh, fuck off, you cunt. What's wrong with you? I know. It's like, fuck you, man. I like Adam Driver because he's different looking. And if hey, you've seen him with his shirt off, he's highly impressive. Hey, hey Chris. Hey, Chris. I watch girls. I've seen Adam Driver with nothing on all the time. I was going to say. Hey, uh, hey, Chris. Who do you think is having uh, is having less trouble getting a date on Saturday? No you shit. You were Adam Driver. <laughs> I can't believe he asked him that. Look at him. It's like, hey, Chris, are you looking at yourself? Hey, that's one of those. It's always that. It's always the guys who awkward. The guys who are yeah. super critical of of other people's looks are often the guys like, who aren't that great secure. looking themselves. That's like when Megyn oh, Kelly brought up the plastic surgery to Jane Fonda, uh, though. I mean, like, he had those awkward fucking moments. Like, when Jane Fonda got her plastic surgery brought up by Megyn Kelly in the interview and stuff like that. Like, what the fuck are you doing? You're there. You're, you're, she's selling a movie. She's selling a product. He's there selling a movie. Just talk about that. Don't, don't. You're not traditionally yeah, handsome. Somebody's looks like Adam Driver's hot, for the record. I'm sorry. Hey, he's a very good looking man. I don't understand. That's why I'm like, what? People actually say this about him? I, I, there, I just, there are women I don't I find that. attractive, but I also don't find it necessary to tell, tell them, them I don't that. find them attractive. God, just uh, Chris Wallace. I've what never a dick. told anybody they were ugly, except my ex husband. <laughs> and he had it coming. I think in that case, it's okay. Yeah. I don't find people ugly. I, don't, I just find people ugly at heart. <laughs> I find people's souls to be ugly, not their another face. They're, they're beautiful face, but an ugly heart. I have known some real beautiful people outside. It's so beautiful inside. So it's true. Yeah, no. It happens. True. So, yeah. but yeah, um, I guess if I really have to pick right now, gun to my head, I'm going with the Scarface episode because, like Sean said, my face when I saw that it was a ventriloquist dummy. <laughs> Was like what? <laughs> kid on, oh, like so a, you didn't a, see this one before? Okay, it was like a kid on Christmas morning opening up in the early nineties and seeing he just got a Super Nintendo. Honestly, it, <laughs> oh, it was it was beautiful. <laughs> uh, he, he was so happy. He was like, oh my it's God. the most endearing, Joe. Yeah, no, it, it was it was great. Uh, keep it keep in mind i'm the guy who suggested to shot a month ago hey do you want to marathon some don the dragon wilson movies so that's where my brain is <laughs> we love we love do yourself a favor eat one junk food movie a week do yeah. that for yourself don't just st- find something pull it off the shelf like you would go to blockbuster find a 3.99 rental on a digital service or a free a free view on voodoo or tubi or from, amazon prime amazon or prime, amazon prime from somewhere oh, an, an yeah, action yeah. movie or a horror movie from 1984 to 1996 
do something like that. That did not play in theaters. That, that did not play in theaters. That's hard, though, to find, though. Gems. I can't remember what was in you theaters. Find, honestly, find one and then look for, if you like this, you might like this. And then just go I down do the ladder. I do see those. That I do And you'll, you'll, you'll find some gold. True gold. Yeah, I, I mean, do, you know, what I'm talking about is don't don't go and for I, stuff with like major stars. Gold, don't go for, don't go for gold. Stallone. Yeah. Don't go for Van Damme. Don't go for even Seagal. Michael Go for Dudikoff. like Don the Dragon Wilson or Michael Dragon. Yeah, stuff like that. Uh, or co-starring Mike, Patrick Kilpatrick. If you see Patrick Kilpatrick's Watch name in the top left. Planet of yep. Women. Oh, <laughs> and actually... Actually, it's kind of funny because the other night I was watching I was watching this movie and I, I you know, guys, stop me if you've heard of this one. There's this uh, this gruff cop who's a gruff off duty cop who goes yes. into a, uh, a high rise in Los Angeles to save his wife from a group of terrorists. Oh, OK. Yes. I've, I've never That's heard of right. this. Black. Concrete War starring uh, Shannon Tweed and Michael Paré. Oh. Or oh, are you thinking I... of something else? Yes. Uh, yeah, <laughs> back in my head. Death Wish, isn't it? Death Wish with um Charles Bronson. Oh, I love the Death Wish movies too. De Death Wish three is like one of my favorite movies ever. I love Death Wish movies. Because it's just Charles Bronson just blowing people away in the Hey, Chucky, you parked in the wrong spot. Were one of the one of the rapists. <laughs> Oh, well, that, no, that was Goldblum. disturbing. Goldblum, Goldblum is one of the rapists probably in the, first the most one. disturbing rape scene I've seen but, ever. Was, and Alex, Alex Winter, uh, Bill from Bill S. Preston Esquire, was one in one of the sequels. I know that one. Uh, but three, I know Goldblum. Three. And then Goldblum is one of the um, What's it? Goldblum being a rapist. I know. Um, one, one of my favorite one of my favorite parts in uh, in uh, Death Wish 3 is uh, he shoots the guy for stealing his camera. Shoots him in the back as he's running away. The guy steals Charles Bronson's camera. He pulls out the gun. He's just trying with the gun and shoots him in the back. And I'm like, this is the hero. Our hero, ladies and gentlemen. Our this hero, our hero shoots Justin. the guy in the back for stealing a camera. <laughs> Not even a violent crime. Just, just well, we Well, we to be fair, that was such a weird time. We watched a movie called Ice Pirates yesterday where our heroes are pi uh, pirates who are lamenting over the fact that they can no longer rape and pillage anymore. Yeah, Robert Urich, in the very beginning, he's looking over. He's looking over. What happened to we rape, we pillage? God, these body. times are changing. Why are we not to rape anymore? Like, <laughs> <laughs> our hero? It's, it's very hard to take you very to, to like you as a character after you lament missing raping and pillaging yeah I, i'm uh, sorry damn it why can't i rape barry crosby <laughs> <laughs> yeah well my favorite episode is going to be demon quest only because i love the way it's drawn i, I loved everything the, the look of animation it. wise it's the most beautiful episode yes. yeah it was yeah. beautiful and uh you know and i quite like the old ragul story but you said you're not gonna like the animation because it was like that so you're saying you're not pleased with it no like the new movie. animation is not like what we saw this week okay okay <laughs> uh, it changes it changed to a cheaper one but um um uh, but you know but i did like the other two as well the other two are fun but if it wasn't for all the if it wasn't for the animation that's in the two demon quests that made it look like a cinematic masterpiece in this kind of universe it was pretty I would have probably, I would probably would have picked "Read My Lips" situation. I still get a kick out of Batman in the buff, basically with just his his ears on and his face mask. It's just like that was just odd. He was yeah. just walking around with this big bear chest, his mask on. <laughs> <laughs> like okay, a little something for the ladies. Yeah, little, little animated buff.
Well, uh, we're going to be seeing um, Scarface again next month when we cover four more episodes because it's the end of the <laughs> podcast. We'll be covering The Worry of Men, Sideshow, A Bullet for Bullock, and Trial, which will have our favorite criminals, the Joker, Two-Face, Mad Hatter, the Ventriloquist, Harley Quinn, Poison Ivy, and among many, many others. And of course, we'll be continuing our show next week. We'll be covering um, The Music Man and Island of Love to Morton DaCosta, which we'll be covering, uh, finishing off our Morton DaCosta um, coverage. Our anthology, which will be led by our own Joe Randazzo, will be covering a Christmas horror story and Tales from the Crypt. Doctor Who will continue going with um, Mission to the Unknown and the Myth Makers, which aired from the 9th of October to the 6th of November, 1965. And Make Remake will be back for a special Christmas holiday season with Lion King from 1994. And the photorealistic Lion King with 2019 will get Beyonce wobbling away in the background, which should be <laughs> lovely. Um, and of course, we'll be continuing our book to, um, book to film, which will be Once Upon a Time with Watership Down by Richard Adams and the 1978 um, British um, animated adventure drama film which after that if we're still alive and we have committed suicide we'll be back with you with our Batman so it's good night <laughs> for myself and good night Joe good night good night Sean good night everyone good night Vic good night Sean. and we'll see you next week for the music See